Welcome to the GSD Factor Podcast Season 2 with your host, Misha Blamar-Farish. Hello, GSD Factor Podcast listeners. I'm your host, Misha Blamire-Farish, and today I have Meg McKean talking to us about Be Present. Hi, Meg. Welcome to the show. Oh, Misha, thank you so much for having me. Thanks for making this conversation a priority, and particularly this particular GSD Factor characteristic, if you will. I love it, and I love that you chose it for me, so thank you for that. Absolutely. You were the first to come to mind when I was thinking of the guests for this year and so excited to have you. Meg, why don't you give us a little bit about who you are? Yeah. So I'll save you the resume reading. You can head over to LinkedIn uh, if you want to fill in the blanks. But to sum up the last 24 years, uh, I have been working in the insurance industry my entire professional life, uh, starting as an intern in college and now working as a consultant in the firm adjunct advisors that I started in 2018. A remarkable moment, if you will, in what often felt like an unremarkable career journey was in 2017 when I left my last traditional corporate role, having experienced burnout and really not understanding what that was or how it had manifested for me. Uh, I ended up taking a year off and really reevaluating how I was showing up in the industry and the work that I was doing and really how I was honoring myself in that process and realized that I wasn't, that I hadn't been. And so really built this consulting firm to support others on their own career journeys, whether it's sales or leadership or fellow consultants who are often reaching out and and wanting to pick my brain, if you will, as they start to chart their own course. It's a really, really cool moment in time. And I am exceptionally grateful to have met you along the way, Misha. You are too kind. And what I love about as you have gone through this journey, and we'll get into this a little bit more, certainly as we talk about be present, is just your willingness to be present in that moment, whether it's with your clients, whether it's with yourself. Um, And so I'm really excited for us to dive into this more. So from a GST factor attribute perspective, the ability to be present uh, is the ability to keep showing up, even if for a moment, it's that art of starting to do something, anything, trusting that the process, even when it seems that there's more pivots than plans, and we live this attribute with the attitude of progress and not perfection. So Meg, let's dive in. What does be present mean for you? For me being present, and I love the way that you've you've teed this up because just in what you've said there, there are so many nuggets of gold that I, I really relate to. And I think about plans and how often we make plans for ourselves and then plans change, but we don't often give ourselves the grace or the space to roll with those changes because of our expectations and ideals of what life could or should look like. And Then outside influences too. We've got people around us, family, colleagues, friends who are on their own own journeys. And often those ideas kind of sneak into our own mind about what life should or could look like. And for me, the idea of being present is really understanding that the world is a very noisy place and that that noise could be in your workplace. It could be in your family relationships or within yourself and really trusting yourself to quiet the voices that aren't serving you uh, and really lean into the things that are inherently and fundamentally really great and pretty perfect as is about who we are and then leveraging those. Um, I think we spend a lot of time trying to be what we're not and trying to overcome what we think might be shortfall pitfalls or shortcomings. And there's a lot of really good 
good stuff already in us um, that can be tweaked and leveraged more than I think we do often. And and that comes from a great sense of self-awareness and how we're showing up and making sure that we stay in alignment in those moments when we feel like we don't maybe have the control that we're looking for. I love what you talk about what serves us, right? And I think a lot of times when we are evaluating, maybe it's an object, maybe it's a experience, maybe it's a person, maybe it's a company, and we are evaluating, you know, does this serve me? Does this give me joy? I think that the topic that comes into that or the feeling that creeps in is, am I worthy? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that. I'm actually in the midst of reading a book right now called The Worthy Project and really spending some time on on the concept of worthiness. It's something that I have worked really hard not to overcome, but to acknowledge and to embrace because I don't think it's necessarily something that that you ever cure, if you will. But when we have an awareness of the places where we go, when our minds go dark, it can help to help help us keep moving forward and keep honoring who we are and and what we are fundamentally about. This industry, you know, I'm speaking specifically from my lens as a woman in insurance. It's tough. Um, I don't think we honor often enough, really the reputation that we have as an industry. And in many cases, what we are up against when we're dealing with the general public, if you will, who have a perception of, of what is true and, and maybe not true about the insurance industry. And those of us who started out in the industry without a lot of quote unquote real world experience don't often take a step back and really inventory how that has shaped positively or negatively our own feelings about the work we do, our connection to it and the worthiness of the work, but also of ourselves to achieve a level of success, which we may feel now, or we may feel um, is out there for us, but we don't often spend a lot of time talking about feelings in this very bottom line, finish line driven business. And obviously that's where my sweet spot, my sweet spot is as a sociologist at heart. I love helping people to really understand that they can find a deeper connection with their work that isn't limited to how much revenue they've brought in the door or the number on the leaderboard or the spreadsheet, but it really is aligning themselves and their values with people who will see and value them for it. And it's tough work. It's deep work and it forces people to to really look at themselves through a different lens, but also at some of the relationships that they have and and really hold themselves accountable and others as well, which is a really powerful moment for an individual to really take um, to take charge of where they're showing up and how. It's interesting because the word we're talking about here is being present, right? And and there's a sense of being present as is closing off all the external factors and shutting off social media and not watching Netflix. And and I think that's the very understood and casual definition of being present, right? It's what we think of when we sit in conversation with one other person and we don't let background noise get in the way. But I think there's a, a missing link or a deeper link. And that is, can you be present with yourself? Can you be okay that in this moment, as you are, is enough? and is exactly where you're meant to be right now. And that is a a scary place for a lot of people. And it's easy to let a lot of these outside distractions dictate 
the way that our day looks and the way that our time is spent and the way that we show up in our relationships. But I really believe that that relationship that with that you have with yourself sets the tone for all the relationships that follow. And that's, that's not easy to do my friend. (laughs) I love how you made that tie because that's exactly where I wanted to go was when we think about being present, it's also, what does that mean when we are being our true authentic self, when we are being confident in living out our true authentic self, feeling worthy to be able to, you know, to be able to stand on our two feet and say, this is me. This is who I am. This is my voice. This is the voice I'm going to amplify and being present in that moment and confident in that moment to say, what you see is what you get. Right. And for me, you know, my life motto is get shit done. Uh, I have that plastered everywhere. I, that is me. That is my true authentic self. I have my sign on my bookshelf behind me that says, team gets shit done. And it's a little bit of a barometer, right? People will jump on a zoom and say, oh, that's offensive. And I'll say, great, have a nice day. Or some people are like, that's awesome. And so there's sometimes when being present in that moment is also being sure that you are leaning into being your true authentic self. Yeah. I love that. And I love, I love your presence in my life and in my business, because we are allowed to show up individually and authentically absolutely as we are and you do yes. and you allow Thank me you. right and you allow me to as well and it is a reminder that what works for you will not work for me and it will not yes. work for someone listening this to this podcast it comes from a deep sense of knowing yourself knowing your own boundaries knowing your own limitations and then deciding if those are limitations that are holding you back or if those are just simply part of who you are And I think there is a beautiful acceptance in, again, we are in this constant cycle of self-development and bettering our best. And I mean, good grief, we have work in an industry where we're constantly measuring and we love data and what you did last year was good last year, but it's not good enough this year. And, And we're in this constant sense of improvement. And when I decided to remove myself and really reevaluate what does success look like on my terms? And this is something that I work deeply with my clients on now. Is it that? Is it that bettering your best? Is it that 4% more, the 10% more? Or is it really truly honoring who you are and then leveraging the heck out of that and not worrying so much about the flaws and the imperfections? Um, That's when I saw the greatest shifts in my own life. Anecdotally, I'll share, and again, this is my story. My story is not yours or anyone else's. But when I look back and I catalog some of the moments that have been pivotal for me leaving a traditional insurance carrier role and going to the agency side of the business, leaving the agency side of the business, taking that year off and starting my own business. And then in the midst of all of that, getting married very young, getting divorced at age 30, moving from a suburb, a suburban environment into a much more urban environment. And then two years ago, making the decision to sell all my things and my home and hit the road and travel. Those are all things that could not have happened in an isolated moment. One happened because the last happened. And then the next one happened because those two things happened. And so when we think about our entire career, our entire life, we are living it beautiful, messy, unfinished chapter 
at a time and nobody knows how it's all gonna how it's all gonna tie up in a perfect little bow at the end and we're reminded of that every day and when the biggest shifts happened for me and continue to happen for me it's it's when i lean into that sense of presence presence with myself presence with my clients choosing the projects and the work that aligns with who i am best advice i got very recently was take the work because everything i do is project based take the work that you're going to be excited about getting up in the morning to do. And I'm fortunate that I'm in a position to be able to use that as a barometer um, for the jobs that I take and the work that I do. I know that that's come with time and a lot of stumbling my toe along the way, but knowing that I have that as my baseline, as something that I can come back to has really helped me to create an environment in my work and in my personal relationships where I can be present for the greatest amount of time. And I mean, there's honestly, there's so much more to this. I've just just dipped my toe um, into my own story, but we all have a story like that. And I just, I see over and over again where we diminish those really significant moments as something other than what they were or what they could have been if we're willing to give ourselves the grace and the freedom to explore them in a little bit different lens, if that makes sense. Absolutely. And I think what's important for those listening is whether you are in that career transition, life transition, whatever, whatever chapter you're in, right? There are seasons for everything. I think whenever you're preparing for that season or you're in that season, I think checking in with yourself and say, am I being present? Is this serving me? is this, is this giving me joy? Is this, is this really my true authentic self? I think that's really important. And I think for those that are like, I'm not sure who I am, right. I'm not sure what, I'm not sure who me looks like anymore. Right. I think that there's a ton of resources and tools out there, whether it's podcasts or books or therapy or personal coaches, life coaches, right. That can really help you to say, Let's dive into who you are. Who do you want to be and build that roadmap? But it starts with being present for the moment in yourself to say, I'm really excited with who I am right now, but I, you know, or I'm not happy with who I am and I want to make that change. You know, one of my personal coaches always talks about writing yourself a personal letter, right? So writing your future self a letter, whether it's a year from now or two years from now or multiple years from now, depending on what's what you're facing in life. And in that letter saying, hey, future self, be sure of the, you know, be sure of this, or whether it's caution, whether it's lessons, whether it's nuggets, or whether it's by this point, I really hope you've been able to accomplish this for yourself. And you read that letter on a, you know, multiple times over the course of that period of time. And it kind of becomes this, this checkpoint um, and milestone along the way. Um, but, you know, just taking that time and being present to just sit down and write that letter to your future self. But then it's just that it's that tool along the way that just says, hey, I can check in and go, is this where I want to be, you know, in that future self of mine? Yeah. I love that. And I love that exercise, the letter to yourself. I've done it at different points in my life for different reasons. And a hundred percent of the time, when you get it back in the mail a year later, there's reflection and laughing. And one of my, my mentors and a boss very early in my career gave me some advice along the way that 
the thing that was on my mind and there where I was feeling stuck in that moment when we had this conversation that a year from now, I won't be thinking about it. And it was a difficult client situation that I was navigating. And, and he said, you know, you're not going to miss them. And I realized, I mean, he was right looking back, but also how much energy I had channeled into trying to do the right thing and say the right thing. And knowing that, that I was much closer to knowing what that was. And I needed to trust um, myself that it, that I did and that I could, and I, I wasn't going to be making um, the biggest mistake of my career, right? Which is so interesting, the weight that we put on ourselves in these moments. A lot of the women, you mentioned the idea of being in transition. And though I don't work exclusively with women, many of my clients do identify as female. And every single one of us is in transition. And sometimes we're in career transition and sometimes we're in family transition. I'm working with an executive um, woman now who's a recent empty nester. And so her family is in transition. And as much as we'd like to say one has nothing to do with the other, it absolutely does. And sometimes our family and our careers are in transition. For many of us, we're entering a different time of caregiving in our life. Maybe we've had children, maybe we haven't, but maybe now we're helping family members navigate their later years. And that's asking a different energy spend and skill set of us and balancing career and all the other commitments that we have. And it's a lot. It's a lot. And one of the things I love about that letter writing exercise is also the ability to celebrate where you once were and the progress that you've made since then. And so I love including a little bit of, of celebration in that letter because we have a really short memory when it comes to the good stuff. We're really good at remembering the really horrible, awful days and decisions and moments that we wish we could take back. But we're not so great about celebrating, nor do we do a very good job of supporting each other in celebrating mm. the moments where we've really, really shown up and honored ourselves at our very best um, and whatever that means for the individual. Mm. And I think if we can create some intention around that, what it does to the boost to our confidence and our willingness to put our hand up and say yes to things that are scary and different and require growth and the learning of new skill sets. I think there's something to it. I agree. And your point of taking time to celebrate, right? As fellow GSDers, right? There's this constant sense of what I've got to do, right? I'm going to do, I'm going to do. Um, there's a worthiness attached to doing. And something that I've had to learn is how to be and in, and being and being present, right, has been one of those attributes that has been more of a struggle for me personally. But when I have chosen to celebrate the things that I have done or even celebrate the being moments, there's a nice balance, right? I like to call it work-life family integration. And I, but I do think that for those of us who do like to do a lot of things, right? The it's that ability to say, I'm going to. I'm going to pause and I'm going to celebrate and I'm going to have that attitude of gratitude and that thankfulness because it's an act of being present in that moment. And it's an act of saying, you know, thank you to me. Thank you to the universe. Thank you to those around me. Thank you to what I like to call my GST factor clan, my insiders board, right? Those people that are surround me on a personal level, as well as a professional level, and so that act of celebrating and being present in those moments to celebrate what we've, not only what we've done, but also who we've become and how we're evolving. Yeah. I love it. 
I love it. And so, you definitely lead by example. I, oh, thank you. Yeah. You're yeah. very kind. So Meg, what is your last little nugget to our GST Factor podcast listeners today? Yeah, nothing new, but to reiterate, being present really starts with being okay and being comfortable with yourself and to be at peace and to find the quiet moments to check in with yourself to make sure that that you are honoring who you are and how you want to be showing up. It's really quieting um, the noise and the distraction around you, but it's also being willing to be vulnerable with yourself um, and ask yourself some of those tough questions. When you do that, when we have that, it allows us to show up very differently for those around us. And we start to talk about energy and vibes and the things that are really hard to talk about and to quantify, but, but you know it when you feel it. And in this world where there is so much chaos and commotion, I do think that fundamentally we are craving that human connection at a very basic level. And that's a, that's a challenge for some of us. And in terms of, of tools and resources, like you said, there's a lot of different ways to go about your own personal journey. I would just remind anyone listening the importance of our breath and sometimes the most impactful thing we can do is just to shift our focus on our breath. And it's amazing what that can do to quiet our thoughts and to recenter and refocus our energy in a moment of stress or anxiety or overwhelm or even joy because we're showing up <laughs> for all of it. The good, the bad, the ugly. <laughs> yes. Breathing. That's a, that's a big, that's a big it's, I think it's such a simple thing, but it's such an impactful and powerful tool, right? And, and we always have it with us. And I think that's one of the simple ones that a lot of times we forget. Meg, how can people reach out and connect with you? Thank you, Misha. I am very active over on LinkedIn, Meg McKean. Pretty easy to spot me there. I also have a, a website, adjunctadvisors.com. And you're welcome to send me a message there or honestly, just a Google search. There's all sorts of stuff out there that I've, I've been part of, and that's representative of, of who I am and how I'm showing up. And, and really what's been fascinating to me in the last five years of building my consultancy is how tricky it can be to describe the kind of work that I do and the projects that I take on. And, and really it all boils down to an ability to make it safe to have hard conversations. And so if there's a conversation that an individual listener is, is wanting to have um, with themselves or you're part of a larger organization where some things need to be talked about, um, that's exactly where I thrive and um, would encourage anyone to reach out or just to say hi. Frankly, it's um, it's amazing what social media can do to connect us in our, our quiet moments. And um, I would love to stay connected that way too. Great. Meg, thank you so much for your time today. GST Factor podcast listeners, thank you for your time. Thank you for being present with us. And be sure to um, find Meg across her socials and be sure to stay connected with us here at GST Factor podcast. Thank you for your time, everyone. And don't forget to get shit done. Thanks for listening to the GST Factor podcast. If you liked this episode, please rate and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform, where you can also find previous episodes. Let's also connect on LinkedIn and Instagram. If you're looking for more information on the GSD Factor, 
visit us at gsdfactor.com and always remember to GSD, get shit done.